This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Here's Craig Olam, Senior Market Analyst at Oanda. Well, UK public borrowing to exceed £350 billion. That's, that is a lot of money, isn't it? Will it be enough? That's the question. It's really difficult to say because ultimately that could come down to whether we get a second wave, how bad the second wave is, how long it takes to get a vaccine. I think many countries are assuming that more is going to be necessary and they're kind of almost making it up as as they go along. That's not uh, a criticism. We are dealing with uh, an unprecedented crisis here and they are having to work this out as they go along and support the areas that need it. As we've seen, that comes with criticism from areas that don't get the support that others get. This has been heavily focused uh, on the hospitality industry, which hasn't only been brutalized by this coronavirus crisis, but they've also been among the last to reopen their doors, uh, which means that the additional help is going to be necessary. We have to remember that this is an incredibly important sector, both from an economic standpoint, but also from an employment standpoint. So clearly the government uh, has thought it necessary to get the aid in early and hope that they can draw people back in. I thought it was interesting yesterday that the, I think it was the shadow chancellor said, uh, made a very good point, which is all of these measures are good and we support them and they're necessary. But the problem is, unless you restore confidence that people are safe when going into these buildings, then they simply won't be enough. So that has to be a focus for the government, because if we start to see second waves around the country, then people are going to stay away regardless of what discounts they can get on food. Uh, that's right. And I mean, this has always been your worry, hasn't it? That the, the, uh, never mind the, the, the jobless figures and the rest of it, but the actual practicality of going back to an office is just not appealing right now, is it, to people? Exactly. People need to be need to feel safe to do so. Um, and I think that applies uh, to the hospitality sector as well. We can hope that people can go back and we hope we don't see second spikes and we hope that therefore people feel encouraged to continue to do the same. I think it's safe to say everyone's talking to people right now and everyone is desperate to socialise with family, to socialise with friends. Uh, and for life to return to something that resembles normal. But they also want to protect themselves and their loved ones. And therefore, what we need to see is we once we see the first two weeks, three weeks, four weeks of this industry being open, if we can do so without seeing spikes in new cases and deaths, then I think people will feel encouraged and they will start to then uh, get out to these places and start to uh, start to experiment more, a little bit more well, themselves. But ultimately, well, like I say, the, those numbers that are going to matter. One of the problems in this is the media itself. I mean, I was looking at a headline yesterday no, the day before yesterday, about um, you know pub closing because of a spike, pubs closing because of a spike. That was the sort of headline. It turned out there were three of them, and they were in different parts of the country. And you think, yeah, okay, well, you know, things happen, don't they, in different parts of the country? It wasn't, it wasn't like a general wave. That is the problem. And I mean, if you if you're just looking at the news headlines, you could be very much mistaken into what's actually going on in the country. And that's the media's fault in lots of ways because they're always looking for a story and always looking for a different angle on this. Always looking for a story, but equally. You're always trying to weigh up what's the fault of the coronavirus and what is just falling natural victim to a changing uh, economy. The One of the issues that's going to materialise as a result of this, and we all want to see people remain employed. We all, all want to see the economy to continue to boom. That goes without saying. But what we don't want to see in the longer term is effectively zombie companies being kept alive by government support because ultimately that does affect overall productivity, it affects longer term economic prospects and it affects our our, our income individually uh, going forward. But that is going to be one of the things that we are going to see. So I think the the Chancellor is going to walk a fine line between keeping companies um, afloat that are are successful, that, that, that 
give mm. something to this economy, but also letting those fail that would have failed anyway, rather than just throwing the, all this cash. Because like I said, the government is throwing a lot of money at this problem. So to throw money at these kind of zombie companies is not what they want to do. So we are going to see failures. We're going to see failures of good companies as well that fall through the net. But we are still going to see failures of those that just aren't, aren't viable businesses anymore. And they are obviously going to attract a lot of attention along the way. Looking at that £1,000 bonus for employers who keep people beyond the the, the, the furlough end to stop the cliff edge of unemployment. That's one thing, but that's very much a one-off, isn't it? And that's that was the feeling that I got about this. You know, it's all fine, but, it you know, in, in, in a year's time, we won't necessarily remember these measures because the effect of them will have been eaten up by whatever future we is actually um, in, in store for this country. The long-term unemployed were not addressed by this, were they? No, and I think the government is hoping that some of these measures will address it to an extent. I find the date that expiration dates on the £1,000 as well to be quite interesting as well. It feels like there's a twofold approach that you've got the the one which is the furlough scheme is due to end later in the autumn. It's going to be paired back over the course of those months. And I think the government is concerned that the economy isn't going to bounce back in time and confidence isn't going to be restored in time uh, for businesses to actually maintain those staff because demand isn't going to return quick enough. So this kind of gives them an extra few months to try and stimulate that demand to encourage employers to take the risk and keep these staff on. And that £1,000 incentive may just be enough. But I also wonder how much the kind of Brexit deadline is having to play into this as well, whether they this is a kind of employee to try and keep the economy just ticking over past the end of the year because they don't want to be going into these late Brexit negotiations with unemployment at 10 to 15% and the economy in disarray. That will that will weaken their hands. So I wonder how much of that is playing in. That's a very interesting point, isn't it? Because we, we should we should pay attention to that, even though it appears to have gone into the background because of slightly more um, pressing pressing concerns. You're absolutely right. We we need to go into that and we need to begin our sort of independence, as it were, from the EU as healthily as possible. As as does the EU, of course. I mean, we mustn't forget that. And we had Chancellor Merkel, didn't we, yesterday, um, saying that she, you know, come on, girls and boys, let's have a swift deal on this recovery plan. So all is not well. We're, we're not alone in our in our dismay about the future. Absolutely, and I think Boris Johnson and his team are very aware that you want to go into these negotiations with a strong hand. And I think he's also very aware that he is taking a bit of a risk by saying that no deal is not necessarily a bad deal for the UK. I think we can all agree that it's not a great deal for the UK and that businesses that are already struggling are going to struggle more. So he wants to go in there with a stronger hand as possible and there is no stronger hand than a strong economy uh, as far as Boris is concerned. So the, I think the last thing he needs is for us to be going in, like say, with an economy in disarray going into a negotiation with a bluff. Uh, so uh, I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this is played into the thinking as well as the fact that I think they do will agree be agreed that they may just need an extra few months to get this economy ticking along again to encourage employers to take that risk to retain staff rather than give us a, a, a um, yeah. down the line all right g give it we won't be talking to you again till tuesday so let's let's give us a mile post of where we actually are the markets themselves have come off a bit this week haven't they because of the rising health concerns in contrast Far China particularly has not, but that's a that's a different ball game altogether. Do you feel as though w there will be a lot of um, perhaps internalising of what's going on in the, in the markets and uh, up until the weekend and then in, early into next week? I feel like investors are overly optimistic, but you are seeing it um, materialise once again. And when you've got that all backed by central bank support, that is going to be encouraging. The flip side of that is the downside to these economic reopenings. You're seeing spikes in Leicester and their foreclosures. We're seeing, I think it's around 20 US states now have either paused or reversed reopening measures as a result of the number of cases which have spiked in many of these uh, in, in many in many of these places.
pieces. Uh, and therefore, you're kind of weighing up these two things and trying to get a grasp. And I feel like we're seeing and it's reflected in the markets. We see this real bumper start to the week, which we talked about on Tuesday. Then Tuesday and Wednesday, you see these pull back. Uh, and I feel like that we're going to see a continuation of that. We've got earnings season starting late this week, early next week. So that may be the next catalyst for these markets. Greg Ellen for the moment. Thank you very much indeed. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. 